Blog Talk Radio. This is the Healing Light Show with your host, Ken Burrow. Stay with us as we bring honor and glory to Jesus, our Savior, Deliverer, and Healer. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Ken Burrow, and I'm excited about today's show. And let me take, let me explain why. Number one, our guest is Sister Angela Johnson, who has a deliverance and healing ministry. I have never met her personally, but I consider her as a friend because we are in the same prayer group that we, we pray together at least once a month, and She's just cool as could be. And I also believe that she has an important, extremely important message to share with us today. The things that we're going to talk about today, we know already that the devil does not want us talking about him. How do we know this? Well, first of all, we had technical difficulties beyond belief yesterday morning. Satan trying to stop us. And then this morning, everything was kind of working pretty good, but then she couldn't hear me. I could hear her. She couldn't hear me. Once again, (laughs) the devil's trying to stop us. Now, thanks to my good friend Steve Bell, who's visiting uh, visiting with me from North Carolina, who has a good 5G cell phone, we are now on the air using his telephone. Praise be to God, we're here. Good morning, Angela. How are you today? Good morning. I feel so blessed that you invited me on. Well, I'm blessed to have you as a guest. Hey, that rhymes. Blessed <laughs> to have you as a guest. Yep, that rhymes. Praise <laughs> Jesus. 
Praise Jesus. Well, well, I give all honor and glory to God. Can we just open with a quick prayer? Absolutely. Go ahead, you lead it, since you suggested it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Father God, for your amazing power, your amazing love. Thank you for the privilege of being on the, a guest speaker on this show. Father, we're just here to glorify you, nothing to do with us. Father, you said if you be high and lifted up, you draw all men unto yourself. So, Father, we're here today to lift you up and give you honor and praise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So where so, should we start? I I have... Okay. Well, What's that? That's what I was about to do. Now, <laughs> see, I know a little bit about you. Okay. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of listeners who don't know anything about you, probably never heard of you. Okay. And there's listeners out there who probably never heard of me either, so don't feel bad. Okay. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> why don't we start off and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I was born and raised um, in the military. My dad was in the Air Force. I was raised Catholic. Um, I've always had a sense of God. Even when I was a toddler, I remember sensing God. And um, But I didn't know, you know, him on a personal, biblical level. Being Catholic, you know, we're, we're taught what we're taught, and... But I always, I always had these downloads that I, that I figured out later on in life were were true. And then I remember one, my first supernatural experience. I was like seven years old. I was just staring at the crucifixion in my room. My mother always hung a cross in our room over our beds. And I remember staring at it. And I was only seven, and and I remember crying. Um, I was just being filled with the Holy Spirit, and and the cross started moving, like dancing around. <laughs> and I remember wow. running in my parents' room and saying, "I'm like, Dad, Dad, the cross on my wall is dancing." And he's like, "Oh, you're just tired. Go back to bed." <laughs> but I really think that at that moment, you know, God was just filling me up, and and they were just rejoicing that I was, you know, so young and just realizing what Jesus had done for me at such a young age. And, of course, later on in life, you know, I backslid. Well, I didn't know I was backslidden. I was always, uh, I always had conversations with the Lord growing up. And um, then when I had my daughters, I had twins when I was 26 years old. And um, by the time they were six, I kept feeling God pull me to go back to church and, I was sitting in the Catholic Church, and I was like, oh, I just don't feel like I know you in this place. So he led me to a God-filled, Bible-believing church, and I was there for 26 years and and just learning the Bible and just growing in knowledge of, of the Bible. And, and then in 2016, I had a dream, and I was totally convicted by this dream that I was I wasn't um, on fire for God, you know, so because of the dream, I fell on my face that morning and I just laid on the floor crying and crying and, and um, God filled me with, with a fire. When I got up off the floor, I was filled with the fire of God. I was like, I couldn't get enough of him. That whole year, I was just, I was just walking in so much supernatural things. I mean, it was just unreal how much supernatural things were happening to me. I was getting visions. I was hearing God. I was having dreams. I was, um, and that, even that day I laid hands on my husband. He got healed. He had 20 years of back pain. And he said, as soon as I touched him, the back pain left. And then he was having pain in his gallbladder for, for a year. And I laid hands on his gallbladder, and his pain again left immediately. And I didn't know, I didn't really know what it was, you know, all this stuff that was happening to me. And I got on a, a prayer call with this prophet, and he, and I told him what happened. He said, you have a healing anointing. I didn't even know what that was. And he said, uh-huh. I'm going to pray for you, and you're going to receive fire in your hands. And 
and he did. He prayed for me, and my hands were burning, and they burned. They still burn every now and then, but for um, months they they almost hurt sometimes. And I would I would blow on them and say, "Go, fire, calm down," because my hands would just be so on fire they would hurt. And the fire would leave, you know, it would calm down. And then again, you know, even now and then when I pray for people or lay hands on people, I'll feel the fire. But it wasn't as tense. And, um, yeah, so when I saw my husband get healed, you know, I was so excited. I would go out on the street and if I saw somebody with crutches or limping or somebody with a cast, I would. I would run, run up and say, can I pray for you? I was so excited. And I saw God do so many things. It was just incredible, just amazing. So then I hooked up with um, Freddie Lister. He's on Facebook. He he has a healing uh, ministry on Facebook. And we became friends. And I was talking to him one time on the phone. And he was telling me that he was overwhelmed with um people calling him for healing and I told him I asked him if I could help him and he was he was happy he was like sure so he was giving me people and then I just figure well I'm gonna start my own page on Facebook and I I started that a couple years ago healing and deliverance and restoration by God on Facebook and it's really grown and it's kept me really busy so um God has put people people in my path to teach one guy taught me how to do deliverance and um from there I, it just exploded i mean i started doing more than just healing i was doing deliverance on people you know going over their issues and praying with them and you know um and they would all you say know, the I same thing found, i'm sorry i have found it's okay i, I just let me interrupt for a second. I was going to say I have found in many, many cases, because, you know, you and I have a lot of similarities in our ministries, um, but deliverance many, many times proceeds healing because if yeah. you get the deliverance done, that right. opens up the doors for the Holy Spirit to, to move, and it closes the doors for the devil yeah. to have access to you. Am I making yeah. sense? Absolutely. Okay, you know, I just wanted to get in on the conversation. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sure I can learn a lot from you. I need to talk to you more because um, I know you said you've been doing it for 30 years. I've only been doing it for three years. But I feel like the Holy Spirit yeah. has taught me so much. Um, but, well, yeah, people go through life and they pick up these thorns and thistles and issues. And when we attack those issues with prayer and Thanksgiving, you know, God just washes it all away. And, and I don't know about you, Ken, but every time I get with somebody, they always say the same thing. I feel lighter. <laughs> I feel happy. You know, yeah. and it's just the spirit of God. It, that's that's the what they always say, in fact. Um, yeah. And a, another thing I've always gotten a kick out of, because when you get delivered, you get the peace that passes all understanding. You cannot Amen. explain that peace. You can't explain Jesus. it. Uh, I've had people call. I had one girl call me up after deliverance. The next day she called me up. She goes, Ken, I think I'm brain dead. <laughs> 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 because she never had such peace in her mind before. She never had it quiet in there. you know. Amen. And I remember before my deliverance, my brain used to move 500,000 miles an hour, nonstop, 24 hours. A day. Oh my! Uh, and then after I went through deliverance, there was nothing but peace. And it's still yep. that way. Here, thirty-five mm-hmm. years later, it's still that way. Yeah. Yeah. God. God's amazing. His power. So real. So real. Well, you know, a yeah, lot of people. I, I, I can... Go ahead. Hello. Oh no! You go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say that um, a lot of people, and I'm, I'm including myself in this, a lot of people do not believe that if you're a Christian that you can be oppressed by demonic principalities. 
Oh, but the yeah. truth of the matter is, because you are a Christian, they're going to come at you even harder mm-hmm. to try to get you off track of where Jesus wants you to be in the destiny he has set for you. And I promise everybody yeah. I talk to, yes, God has a calling on your life. Yes, God has yes. a destiny for you. And you, yes. all you have to do is get into that intimate personal relationship with Christ Jesus, and you're going to find that destiny. You're going to find that purpose. So, yes, Absolutely. you can be oppressed because the oppressors do not want you to accomplish what God has set before you. Am I making sense here? That's, oh, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, anyone who is a child of Before I went through my deliverance, before I went through my deliverance, if you had, if you even mentioned that I could be oppressed by the devil, I would have fought with you tooth and nail. You can't do. I'm a child of God. I have no way that's going to happen. But the truth of the matter is, I was more oppressed than I ever know. You know, what people don't realize, Angela, is that deception only works when you don't know about it. As soon as you know about the deception, it can no longer work. So the principalities that try to oppress you are the ones who are deceiving you to believe that it's you and not them. I'm sure you've come across that in your ministry, too. Anyhow, I threw in my two cents. Keep on talking, girl. Come on, talk to us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was... I got delivered by Jesus himself. I I had a vision. Amen. I I went into heaven and I didn't even know I was in heaven and I that. turned around and I saw Jesus plain as day, plain as day and he was walking towards me like fast and holding out his hand and he just grabbed me and held me and when he hugged me thought I was going to explode because I never in my life felt so much love. It felt like Jesus has love for us against the universe, and he was just pouring it into me. And when I I had to shake myself out of that vision, because I really felt like I was just going to explode because his power, love was so overwhelming. It felt like my body could handle it anymore. My body just couldn't contain the he was pouring into me. And when I came out of that vision, I, my goodness, I was weeping like rivers and I, and all my Uh tears disappeared. So he delivered me before I even got in deliverance, before I even got into ministry. Because I had some issues from my childhood and and again, the thorns and the thistles. (laughs) were built up around me, um, you know, so I had built up walls, and Jesus just knocked them all down. And and I guess, you know, of course, you know, he had to, or I couldn't have done done this ministry with the issues I had. But, yeah, Jesus wants well, to set us free, and, and I think deliverance ministries are real important for that. You know, because when sometimes can, and I... I'm sure you experience this too. When you get with somebody, the Holy Spirit will speak to them and they'll say, oh my goodness, I'm thinking of something that happened when I was two years old. And you can deal with that issue. And yeah, it's amazing. Like the things God will, will bring up in in people's minds. Yeah. Through the word of knowledge. Yes. You know, through the word of knowledge, I think word of knowledge is an awesome gift. Um, Yes. Because God will, you know, tell you what's going on with people. And mm-hmm. I'm always amazed at how they get amazed. Like, how do you know this, you know? And I said, well, you know, and I do a lot of ministry over the telephone and the Internet like you do. But what I always tell them yeah. is, I don't know you. There's no way I could know these things. So you must know that God is here trying to work on a, a, a positive outcome. Look on what whatever the situation is. You know, God is here. He's going to do sure. something. 
if he shows up and starts telling, you know, and you start reading people's mail like there's no tomorrow, it's a good thing yeah. because he's he's going to do something. And exactly. it's an awesome kid. I, I, I want to interject just for a second, Angela. Um, we do have a caller online. And I don't know if they called just to listen to the show or if they had any questions. Caller, you're on on the air. Go ahead and talk to us. I have a feeling they just called to listen. <laughs> well, thank you Praise for calling God. in. We do appreciate it. Amen. We're going to continue with our conversation then. <laughs> I'm going to mute their microphone. And Angela, go ahead. Okay, and I, I feel one more. of the issues, and, you know, you probably come across this, but a lot of people, a lot of Christians carry unforgiveness. And they're like, they just it, uh, don't know how. Yeah, I know. And and I think it's, you know, the churches really have lost touch with um, teaching people how to walk in blessings and the favor of God, how to walk in freedom. You know, I don't well, know what I'm kind of glad you brought that up. That happens to be, uh, it amazes me how prevalent unforgiveness is mm-hmm. in, uh, with Christians. It yeah. amazes me. You know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, there are good people who believe in Jesus who want to serve mm-hmm. God, but mm-hmm. they're on a straight. But because of unforgiveness, mm-hmm. they're going to end up in hell. See, to mm-hmm. be a Christian means to be like Christ. And he came right. to forgive us Amen. even when we didn't deserve it. Yeah. And so for us to be like Christ, we must. It is not. It is not an option. It's not optional in right. any way, matter or form. In fact, in Matthew six fourteen and fifteen, in the King mm-hmm. James version, it says, "For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly yeah. Father will also forgive you." That's cool. Exactly. But the next verse, the next verse is backs up what I'm saying. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you of yours. Mm, God help us. I remember the first time I read that, I said, oh, God, I am in a world of trouble. I mean, I'm in a world of trouble. I made up this big old list, you know, and, and went through it. I mean, it was a long list, too. And I named uh-huh. everybody I could. I said, I forgive this one, I forgive that one, I forgive, but I forgive, I forgive. When I got yeah. done, I was kind of proud of myself, Angel. I went, yeah, I did it, Lord. <laughs> and then that tiny little voice that you hear in your soul said, said to me real quietly, said, you must forgive. I went, but Lord, I just went through this whole list. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and I went through the list again and I added people. I added a girl that stabbed me with a pencil in third grade. Her name was Sandler Strickland. She's on there. I'm, I'm going to forgive her for stabbing me with that pencil. You know, and I went through that list, and I had everybody I could think of. And I, This time I was like, okay, God, I know I got it. And I got finished with that list, and I said, okay, Lord, I, I forgave everybody. And you know what he said? He said, you must forgive. Hmm. Well, that confused me, hon. It really did. Now, on that list was a cousin of mine by the name of Roger Dale. And Roger, in my opinion, was the devil incarnate. That boy was not a good boy in any way, shape, matter, form. He caused a lot of pain and hurt to me and to my sisters and other people in our family. And even though I had said, and he was on the list, I said, I forgive you. I said it. But then God showed me that forgiveness is more than a lip service. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness has to come from the heart. So shortly oh, yeah. after I had made that list up, shortly after I'd made that list up, uh, I got a phone call. I was living in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan at the time. My family down here in Alabama called and said, Roger Dale's been in an accident. 
you're the only man of God. We need you to come. You know? And to be honest with you, my first thought was not a godly thought. In fact, I said, I think the SOB deserves it. Mm. And immediately God said, see, Mm. I told you you need to forgive. Mm. And forget. Oh, that was a valuable lesson. Now, since then, forgiveness is automatic with me. If somebody does me wrong, you're forgiven. I don't care. I'm not going to let your stuff mess up my eternal destination. That's right. But it's very, very simple. If we do not forgive others, God will not Mm -hmm. forgive us. And I don't know anybody who can afford that. Do you? No. No. And what I always tell people, too, is, you know, we can do nothing without Christ. We can't even forgive people unless we ask him to help us forgive and to love. Because it's only through his power that we can do anything. It's through his his power that we have our being. I mean, we don't run on electricity or gas or solar power. We run on the power of God. So when I get with people that can't forgive, I'll take them through a prayer. Because the Bible tells us to bless our enemies, to pray for them, and do good to them. And once they pray for them, they, you'll start to love that person because that's the power of God. That's the power of his word. His word is truth and his power. So when when we pray for our enemies and we bless them through that prayer, they their heart is lifted. They always say, wow, I feel so much better. I don't feel, you know, unforgiveness towards that person anymore. And they'll actually start to feel love towards them because that's, again, the power of God. I remember... When I was uh, working, I was working with this girl, and she would just torment me. Um, and and I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to follow what your word says. I'm going to start praying for her and blessing her. And do you know we became friends? And I started to feel love towards her because because of wow. the power of prayer. The power of prayer. <laughs> it works. Yes. <laughs> when we obey and the you word know, of God, it works. I have found yeah, you know, something I have found throughout my 30-some years of ministry is that as it is amazing that as soon as a person gets to the point of forgiving everybody and getting that unforgiveness, that bitterness, that rage out of their system, giving it to God, laying it at his feet, mm-hmm. healing almost becomes immediately. Yeah, I have seen yeah. Healings after a prayer of forgiveness. Yes, yes. Than than you normally do. Am I making sense yes. again? I'm, yeah, they always and, say and that to they me feel is, lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's well, well with deliverance. I remember, oh, I'm sorry. Don't go ahead. It's a phone conversation. Well, I remember. <laughs> This was so strange. I went in the store and I was talking to the cashier and she was mentioning something about Buddha. And and I said to her, the first commandment, you know, I said, well, you know, we can't worship any God. But, you know, the first commandment tells us that, that God is, is you know, our God. You know, and I, it was very casual. It wasn't like we were batting each other or anything and and I even you know we we, I even blessed her I said God bless you have a nice day she said you too and you know and I left the store and this is how the devil can work in us well all of a sudden I started feeling like hatred and and, um towards her like uh frustration I was like what is this I knew it wasn't me and this is how the devil can work you know he can manipulate our emotions and people don't realize that they think it's them so I, I was exactly. telling him, get off of me. You know, I was like, get off of me. In the name of Jesus, I bind you. Get off of me. And he wouldn't leave this feeling of of, of anxiety or anxiousness towards this girl, bitterness, whatever. It wouldn't leave. So I, finally I said, Father God, how do I get this off of me? And God said, just feel love towards her. So I did. And immediately as soon as I felt in my heart love towards her, that thing jumped off of me. Immediately, because love destroys the work of the devil. The devil has nothing Amen. on the power of love. 
you know, and as, so Christians, true. as Christians, we should be full of love. We should be full of joy and peace. God said, you know, like you were saying earlier, you know, the peace of Jesus, it surpasses all understanding. It's not as the world gets, but only as he can give. So, you know, if we obey the word of God, we can walk in the blessings of God. You know, it's just a matter of of, of studying. You know, if you read the Bible, it talks about our thoughts. It has a lot to say about our thoughts. You know, the devil likes to infiltrate our mind and our emotion and our will. Even And, of course, we know our bodies with sickness and disease and pain. But, um, yes. you know, if we, if we guard our thoughts, God said, you know, guard our hearts for out of its flows the issues of life. We can get issues if we don't guard our hearts. Well, there's, our actually thoughts. A, there's actually a verse in the Bible. It's in Corinthians. I can't recall the address right offhand, but it's a verse I use on a daily basis. And it's a, basically it says we hold every thought captive to obey Jesus. Exactly. exactly. And I actually, when, when the devil loves to take you to the past, the devil likes to remind yeah. you of of your mistakes, <laughs> okay? Oh, yeah. And I tell people all the time, you know, God's name is, as told to Moses, I am. Not I mm-hmm. was, not I will be. He's a God of the right. very moment. So when right. the devil tries to take me to the past or bring in thoughts that it's not of God, I simply say, I hold every thought captive to obey my Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Bible also says if you resist the devil, he will flee. That is resistance. Yeah. And as soon as you mm-hmm. say that, I can promise mm-hmm. you, it goes away immediately. It's amazing yeah. to me. It works very, very well. Yeah. I love it. I do it all but the even time. Before, you know? Even before that, Ken, the Bible says, submit yourself to God and the devil will flee from you. So, you know, it's that right. submission, even in our thoughts. Like I said, the Bible has a lot to say about our thoughts and our tongue. You know, so, you know, we eat the fruit of what we say. So, if we're speaking negative over our life or over our children or over our finances, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> you know, the devil's going to, you're, you're stirring up the devil when you speak negative, when you, you say negative things or, or think negative thoughts. You're actually stirring up his power to come in and, and wreck your life, you know. So, you know, God says there's power in our tongue. We eat the fruit of what we say. So, you know, I believe in, in making affirmations almost every day. You know, I say, okay, I got, am walking in the power of God. I am caller. walking in favor. I am who God says I am, you know. That's right. We have, we have to believe uh, who we, God says we are. We've got another caller online. I'm going to see if they've got anything they want to say or ask us. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Caller, the last four four digits of your phone number is seven three five three. Are you there? Yes, I am. Let's just be another listener. Oh, you are there. Hi. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I am doing well. Glad to have you calling in. Um. Did you have any questions or any comments? I I actually did. Um, a minister myself, and and what you guys are saying is a critical season uh, that you're talking about. This is where we start believing what we're saying. Yes. You know, we're not yes. just a hearer of the word, but we're actually doing and and moving forward. You know, we have ministry, but God's doing a movement. Mm. That's true. So, yeah, I believe with all know, my heart, every fiber of my being, that Jesus Christ is returning soon and that we're on the yeah. edge. It's already happening, but the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the history of mankind has already started, <clears throat> and it's going to burn across this country like it never has before. Ooh, the come on, is not going to hold a candle to what God is about to do. I believe that with all my heart Yeah. because people like Angela, yes. people like myself, I have a friend 10 miles from me. We're all seeing the same things. We're all on the same yeah. page. Yeah. We're all Absolutely. doing the same things. 
and that can only be accomplished by the power of the Holy Ghost. Only, oh, I'm yeah. getting all Amen. loaded, y'all. I'm getting goosebumps on my goosebumps. Let's get old now. I'll tell you. Anyhow, <laughs> I love my Jesus. I love him. I love him. But Amen. it is such an awesome time to be alive. You can look at the world around us, and we know that we are yeah. in the season of the end times. But we're we also, if you are a believer in Christ Jesus, if, if you are... If you have that intimate relationship with you with him, and he desires exactly. to have that with each and every one of us, Absolutely. that you will also see supernatural things, and you will also walk in the power. He has given us authority. Yes, you know, he has. I, I tell people all the time, you know, I, I hear people, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, but I hear people praying like this, uh, Dear Lord, if it be your will, heal this person. And I just look at him and go, what are you talking about? <laughs> it is his will. It's the bread of the Father. Yes. Amen. It is his will. He healed us the same day he saved us. People have no... You know what's funny is back in the day when Jesus was walking on the earth, nobody had a problem believing in his miracles. Right. They had a problem in believing in his salvation. Now, today, nobody has a problem with salvation, but they have a problem with the healing miracles. They don't, I have yeah. took yes, more than once had somebody tell me, all that yes, went away do. when the apostles died, you know? And I was like, what? What are you talking no. about? <laughs> God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. He never changes. All of his promises are yes and amen. And if the promises he made for salvation stand true today, then mm-hmm. why would his promise of healing not stand true? Oh, my goodness. Am I making sense to you? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, we got another caller. I got to tell you, we got a lot of callers this morning. Praise uh, uh, <laughs> Was anybody? Did, did you want to add anything else before I go to this next caller? Um, I, I do. You kind of sparked a fire in me, if you don't mind. Um, I've I've been kind of a physical battle with my body, so I started some intermediate fasting. Um, I'd always laughed at fasting. I laughed at people that fasted. I would say, Lord, that's that's a waste of time. Till I started doing it, and then God said, What do you think, Grace? I said, Pretty powerful, Father. And I see a lot of people on my wall who have joined me in a fast for our nation, for our president, for our leaders. And I am seeing some incredible miracles and signs and wonders. How about you, brother? Yeah, um, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, God has (laughs) called me to, since May of, of of last year, God has called me to mini fast. And uh, the, the cool thing about it is not only did I gain spiritually, but I lost 30 pounds. <laughs> yep, me too. I'm not complaining about that, and I feel healthier now than I ever have. So, me too. Confirmation. Confirmation. Right. I'm going Praise to go God. to our next caller. The last digits of your phone number is 7061. 7061, you're on the air. Are you there? Did you just call to listen? Oh, they hung up on me. They must have just called to listen. I'm, some people don't okay. want to talk on the radio. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Well, God bless you. Let's get. Let, God bless you. Thank you for calling so much. We do appreciate your input today, and I, I'm in agreement with yeah. everything you said. Thank so. you, sister. I'm yeah. going to now go redirect and let's get back to to Angela, who is our guest today. And let her continue talking. Angela, can you tell me, you told me you've been doing deliverance ministry for about three years. How many, uh, not how many, what is some of the most memorable healings and deliverances that you've experienced? Well, the best one is... um, this woman called me. She said she had her face was um, down on one side and she couldn't remove her left arm because she had a stroke. And oh, I called 
so I called her. We set up an appointment. I called her, and she said, oh, I can't talk to you right now. I have company. And um, I said, okay. So I said, well, we'll reschedule. And I got off the phone with her, and my heart just, I don't know, my heart just leaped out of my chest for her. And she called me, she messaged me like an hour later, and she goes, thank you for praying for me. I'm moving my arm now, and and my face is restored. (laughs) Praise God. Jesus just went went ahead of me. (laughs) But, you know, God, you know, it's not about us. It's not about us or what we do or what we're doing. You know, it's all God's power. And, you know, he he reminds us of that sometimes. (laughs) But he's funny, too. God has a sense of humor. He really does. Sure. Oh, I know that. Yeah, I remember another time I was um, I was praying for this woman's child. He was in a wheelchair, and um, she said, oh, my goodness, while you're praying for him, he's manifesting. His eyes are moving back and forth, and his head is moving, and he's he was comatose. You know, the kid couldn't get out of the wheelchair, and um, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me three times, it's not her son, it's her. It's not her son. It's her. It's not wow. her son. It's her. So, you know, we, it's true what the Bible says, you know, the the sins of the father go to the third and fourth generation. Thank so, you. sadly Thank enough, you. she didn't, she didn't get delivered. She was just, she was too far gone. I mean, she got on the phone, just complained about having to take care of this child. And it just tore my heart up and and it was just one of those things I just had to let go I couldn't do nothing with her she just wouldn't receive you know and sometimes you get those people that just won't receive you know that's right Right. but but God has done so many miracles I mean I've even texted people because you know you can't always talk to somebody if they're in another country and I would just text some prayers and I've seen people heal from AIDS and malaria just through texting arms growing out Praise. legs growing out yeah I actually you talk about legs growing out I was praying for a woman up in Indiana who had one leg shorter than the other the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. directed me to sit down and, and Put my legs out. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, okay. Now my legs are even, so I don't have a problem with that, you know. But as I was praying for her, I get empathy pains. When I pray for people, I know where their pain is. I know exactly what's going on, and I can describe mm-hmm. it to them to the T. And so it's just like a word of knowledge, except mm-hmm. I feel it physically. Mm-hmm. And what was... So I put my legs out, and all of a sudden, I could feel like my leg was growing out. <laughs> it was so weird. I was like flipped out. I was like, what? Wow. My legs are even. But you could, I could feel it. And I said to yeah. her, I said, well, how are your legs now? She said, oh, my God, they're absolutely even. I said, I felt it grow out. Uh-huh. You yeah. know? And that Incredible. happened actually twice over over the telephone. You know, well I have that's a friend. Twice. Um, well, I have a friend. Her name is Carolyn, and we do supernatural exercises over the phone with each other, and and that's one of the things we like to do is grow our arms and legs out, and we will sit there and physically see them growing. You know, and then we just put our arms down and we shake them by our side, and then we put them out again, and they're even. And it's just her and I just do this, um, just kind of fun with Jesus, you know, having fun with Jesus. <laughs> and we will get words yeah. for each other. We'll get visions for each other. Um, and it's just, and you know, you know, this, it's like a muscle. You have to exercise it. So we exercise our, our supernatural muscle <laughs> when we get together. Huh. And we just have fun. We just have fun with Jesus. Well, you know, one thing... Uh. I have learned over the last eight, nine months is you cannot put God in a box. God's going to do what God wants to do. And he is not limited in any way, shape, matter, or form. And one of the things (laughs) he's been trying to teach me in my old years is that I must look at everybody through the eyes of Christ. 
Yeah, and I didn't always right. understand that. It's mm-hmm. a lot easier said than done, I'll tell you that. That's but, true. And I've mentioned this on, on a few shows, and I don't mind mentioning it again, because to me, this is a prime example of exactly what he meant. I was at a tent revival, and I saw this guy walking down the road, and he had a major limp. And God told me, he said, he's got one leg shorter than the other. I said, okay. And I uh-huh. went down to... I walked down to the street to talk to him, and this guy was talking crazy, as crazy as could be, cussing like there was no tomorrow. Every other word was taking my Lord's name in vain, which makes me cringe. I don't like hearing that. And Jesus said to me, he said, be kind. He says, be kind. I said, okay. So the guy's talking, and somebody taking $50 from me. He said, I want my $50 back. And, he, and he's a cussing and he's just raging and having. And I, I talked with him for a few minutes and then he just walks off. Still cussing and screaming. Well, about 20 minutes later, he came back up to the tent. And I looked at him. I said, God tells me you got one leg short of the other. He goes, Yeah. I said, Can I pray for you? He said, Yeah. So Praise he God. sat down and when he sat down, the difference in his legs was six to seven inches. It was amazing. Wow. I'd never seen it that much, you know. <laughs> and I took a little bit of a special holy anointing oil I had, and I put one drop right in the middle of his mm-hmm. forehead. Where two mm-hmm. are marked. Now, now, this is what amazed me. When I looked mm-hmm. down, I never said one word. I never prayed one thing. But when right, I looked down, right. his legs were absolutely even. It yeah. happened so fast, we didn't even see it happen. The evangelist yeah. and I both were just amazed. Now, Hallelujah. The next point yeah. is the week after that, I wasn't there, but that man came back. Evangelist mm-hmm. Brown told me, he said, he was dressed mm-hmm. fine. He was in his Correct. right mind. He was there once again for prayer and praising the name <laughs> of Jesus. Aww. And that was such a fine example of me saying, oh, that's what he means by looking at people through the eyes of Jesus. Not what we see Absolutely. with our physical eyes, Absolutely. but what the spirit Exactly. I know I talk about be. this a lot, but I'm sorry, go ahead. Jesus sees us for what, what we say? can be through him. Through him. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I mean, it, blow, it blows me away. And I know I talk about this same thing. I've done it on several shows. But the reason I do is because that's what we really need to learn to do. If we want to yes. help usher in the kingdom, which is coming sooner than most of us think, we must learn to look at everybody through the eyes of Jesus, not through Absolutely. our denominational judgmental thinking. Right. right, that's a good point. Amen? Yep. Yes. And, uh, and to me, it was a, it is still a very valuable lesson. That's probably why I still talk about yeah. it. Because I'll be honest with you, when I first talked to him, I was not happy with that individual. I don't like people talking right. about my God in, in that tone in that way. But God, yeah, well, we can absolutely look at people. They're they're either led by the Holy Spirit or the devil, and if they're bound mm-hmm. up by the devil, we have to. Our hearts should cry for them. You know, we should love them even absolutely. more because they're bound up. That should be our passion is is to see them free. So as, you know, as a deliverance minister and, and when I was thinking of uh, Catherine Kuhlman, you know, her ministry was so yeah. simple because she loved. She had such a great love and passion for people. And I, I feel like God gave me that too. Like when I get fine with somebody, I really, really start to love them. I start to fall in love with them. And, and everyone I've talked to, I've just felt compassion towards them. And I've seen well, I believe that about you because I believe that about you because when, when I first met you, I could feel 
that you had a love for people. I could feel it. And I, yeah. I, I fell in love with you because Very of that. rare. You know? Very rare. Because, well, actually, it's not that rare. Uh, those who are seeking to serve God in a time such as this will have an intimate relationship with him, and he is love, period. And for yeah, us yeah. to be like Christ, we must love, period. Absolutely, I agree. You know, and I, you know, I'm 66 years old. I've been blessed to be alive this long. I've not always followed Christ. In fact, there's times even when I was a a believer, I was backslidden here and there and this and that. And Mm -hmm. if it was up to me, I thank God it's not. I would never put a call on my life. I would never <laughs> suggesting I would be doing yes. the things I'm doing today. But see, the thing is, God puts a call on our life early, and most of us know it. We sometimes have a struggle trying to figure out exactly what the call is, but the gifts and call of God are irrevocable. That's true. One version says, without repentance, he does not change his mind concerning us. That's true. So your gifts and your calling will always be there, even when you're being hard-headed and not falling. (laughs) And I know about being (laughs) hard-headed. Yeah. I know about being Uh, (laughs) hard-headed. One of the... I'll share this real quick. Uh, we're, we're running out of time, but my father passed away uh, February two years ago, and it really affected me. I ended up getting in depression. And I'll tell you right now, Holy Ghost don't like hanging out with depressed people because he's love and full of joy. And so his presence wasn't there as much, you know, periodically, but most of the time he wasn't there. Because I was in depression, and I ended up, I ended up, I couldn't walk. My hips gave out. I couldn't walk. Wow. Um, I understand. I understand. So I I spent, you know, 80% of my day laying in bed watching television, and I I couldn't even walk across my, my bedroom floor because it hurt so bad. But God... God intervened supernaturally. I ran into this person. She took one look at me, pointed at me, and said, put your canes up. You'll never need them again. God has healed your hip. It's real simple. She just pointed at me. Well, I've never used those canes again. I walked two, three miles, not a problem. I know there's videotape at Walmart seeing me dancing down the aisles. (laughs) But he took a... When he when he took away that depression and he healed me, he then reinstilled in me the fire that I have today. Absolutely. You know why? Because God does not change his mind concerning your calling and your right. gifts. That's Amen. right. That's right. And I almost went into a preacher moment there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Praise God. Well, Can I hear something? Real quickly, and and I know, like you said, we're running out of time, but my ministry is witches, and I also deal with emotionally broken believers, so I have a little different outlook. I, I see what you're saying, but the thing here is, brother, is that we have a lot of believers that are operating that are emotionally broken, Yeah, and some of us have that calling to restore the body, to restore, like you said, the mind of Christ. Like you said, you had a period where you had given up, and a lot of us get to that. If, if you can't be authentic enough to say, hey, I've been down there. I know where you're at. Uh, and as I ministered to this Luciferian witch for about three weeks, he said, Tracy, he said, one of the demons likes you. And I said, oh. I said, uh, really? And, and I started to pray even more because I knew, see, some of the times we don't even realize the spiritual battle that we've been 
ushered into, and our gifts are so pinpointed for the area that he's called us. And you talk about supernatural. When you start stepping outside of, of you know, the flesh of what we see or what we think of ourselves, it's, it's incredible what God can do through us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry about Amen. That. Yeah. Amen. Well, unfortunately, we are quickly running out of time. Angela, I knew this yes. was going to be a good show. And, Angela, it's been a great show. I awesome. actually want to invite you. I want to invite you to come back and let's do this thing again. I, I believe Amen. we could, we've got a lot more that we can cover. There's a yeah. lot we can share with people. And I, I want yeah. to do another show where you and I could actually pray for people who are, are sick, hurt, and healing. Wonderful. And, and, yeah. and see what God does. Yeah, you know, and, so and I I'm appreciate the caller like um, in her ministry. It sounds awesome. Praise God for her. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. And, yeah, praise God in for fact, caller, In fact, uh, Tracy, is that your name? Yes, absolutely, sir. Yes. I would like you to friend me on Facebook, and, and maybe we can get you here as a guest also. So we can talk oh, about that, you know, that witchcraft thing. I have not I have not been able to do a program on that, but I do know from my own experience that, that it's real. Yeah, you know, absolutely. there's a lot of witchcraft out there. So I would like yeah. to invite you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. It is my name is Ken, K E N N, Borden B O R D E N hyphen Burrow B U R R O W. Okay. And uh, okay. if you didn't get that, you can always listen back to the program and, 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 and do me a favor. Absolutely. Ask me to be a friend, and, and then we'll get together and, and, and work it out so we can get you on the air here, too, if you don't mind. Yeah. I don't oh, me mind. Too. I would, thank you. I would like to um, be part of her ministry. I mean, I would like to see her page and see what's going on. Yeah, me too. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. And what's your name, man? Yeah, God bless you guys immensely. She is Angela Johnson. Angela Johnson, I got it. Her name is Angela Johnson, and she, her, her, um, what's your Facebook page again? Healing. It's Healing, Deliverance, Deliverance and Restoration by God. You have a friend, Renee, if, if I'm correct, right? Renee? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Renee. I got her. I'm friends with her. So make it easy. Oh, I'm on. I've been listening. Oh, she's on there. <laughs> Hi, Renee. Yeah, I've been listening to the oh, show Renee. myself. Hi, hon. Hey, bless you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Well, we hey, I'm putting it out here because I want everybody to know. <laughs> Ken, she's another one well, that does deliverance. Renee. <laughs> Renee does deliverance, too. Well, then, Renee, you and I need to hook up, too, so we can get you on here. <laughs> Oh yeah. my, yes, sir. Well, <laughs> yes, sir. well, we're down to about less than two minutes. So I just it's want to once again thank everybody who participated in today's show. Thank you so very, very much. God bless each and every one of you. But before I leave, if there's a listener out there and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, oh, Father. listen, yes. it's not difficult. It's not difficult at all. All you have to do is say, Lord, I, I'm a sinner. And if you're oh, real, prove it to me. Jesus. And I promise you, he will prove it to you. Yeah. Just ask him to come into your life, and your eternal destination will change in a blink of an eye. Because he is the most wonderful God. Yes, he, he is, is more than a saint. He is more than a God. He is your friend who loves you in more. It's unexplainable how much love he has for his people. So we're going to universe today. All right. Hey, God bless you, everybody. We're going to have to get on out of here. Bless you. Cover this call. Thank you, Ken. Amen. Bless you, Renee and Angela. Bye bye. Bye. You have been listening to The Healing Light Show with your host, Ken Burrow. 
prayerfully consider supporting this ministry. To donate, go to the Healing Light Radio Show on Facebook, where you will find a link to donate. Thanks for listening. Be blessed and be a blessing.